Welcome to Talking Giants presented by DraftKings, and it feels good to be back from the bye week and getting ready for Giants football. In fact, I've kind of forgot what Giants football feels like. I've missed it. I've missed talking to uh, you guys. I feel like I haven't talked to you guys in a long time here with our live chat. Justin, how are you doing? Getting ready for another Monday night showdown, the last primetime game of the year besides the playoffs. Yes, yes, this is so true. Road to 9-8, and eight, it's going to start against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Bye week was really, really long, really, really long Uh Bye week. Almost, it, it does feel like two weeks. It I really it does almost feel like two weeks. Win. Yeah. Well, yes. Um, I'm glad that we did win. Um, road to nine and eight could still lose on Monday night and could still go nine and eight to finish the season. So uh, I'm excited. Bobby Skinner, I'm excited for you. You're going to be at the next two Giants games. When was the yeah. last? Has there ever been a time in your life where you went to two consecutive Giants games in a row? I've only been to two Giants games in my life. They've both been versus Miami Dolphins, so two Florida teams. Bam. Uh, so. One in Jersey. I'm two and zero though. So if we win, just lock in the Eagles game. So I'm very excited for that. Let me know where to go, t- uh, tailgate wise, people. You know, um, let me know. I'm, I'm sure I'll be down there, um, and then there'll be there'll be people down there. So I'm excited. But we'll do, we'll talk about that more in the weekend. Justin, we got a Bucks game to preview. Before we get into the preview, before we get into um, some of the sponsors of the show, it looks like Andrew Thomas is going to play. Like right now, I on Tuesday, on Wednesday, I didn't feel like he was going to play because all the beat was making it seem like he wasn't. Thursday now, it seems like he does, he is going to play, and they activate him from, uh, or gave him, opened the twenty-one day window, and that really, Justin, changes everything. Because one, I mean, Daniel Jones is a different quarterback when he has his left tackle, and more importantly, Jason Garrett's a different offensive coordinator when he has Andrew Thomas as a left tackle. You know. Where when Andrew Thomas is in there, they they roll, they you know they crawl into a ball and they try and run the ball and throw you know three yard passes consistently. Where with at least when Andrew Thomas is in there, he's giving they let their guys make some plays. Yeah, uh, Jason Garrett when he was talking to the media on Thursday, you know usually when Jason Garrett talks to the media, he doesn't really tell much, um, doesn't really say much of much significance. But when he was talking about Andrew Thomas. It was one of those things of, I think they were asking about significant pieces for the future on the offensive line, and the only guy that he listed was Andrew Thomas, and he said some other glowing things about Andrew Thomas, which kind of backs up. It's like, yeah, what we've been saying is, not Kenny Galladay, not Kadarius Toney, not Saquon Barkley, what's riding on the Giants' offense in terms of their approach to a game being aggressive versus not aggressive, and I say aggressive with an asterisk because even the Giants at their most aggressive is not super aggressive, but the Giants kind of opening it up, versus just being super ultra-conservative and being a pop one offense, the difference is Andrew Thomas and not really any other player on the offense besides whether you have your starting quarterback or not. Yeah, and again, it, like Andrew Thomas being in makes me feel better about Jason Garrett than it really does Daniel Jones. You know, like it's, 
Just like, I, I don't think we have a shot, <laughs> especially against this Bucks team that, you know, leads the league in blitz rate, even though I do think they should incorporate still some of the Panthers game plan into this, you know, not go crazy because you do have Andrew Thomas, you do have your weapons, but I do think versus this blitzing team, you should try and, you know, compensate a little bit. Uh, especially they have a they have a weak secondary, and we'll, we'll get into all of that. Before we get into it, Justin, this episode was brought to you by some special people, and we haven't announced them in a little bit, and my phone is reloading. By the way, John Gleason, who is a Patreon member, and I remember that because I made I remember making the joke about Gleason Park and, and Indian Harbor Beach. He won the Giants Fan of the Year, and he's a Patreon. So we are one for one on Patreon members being the Giants <laughs> Fan of the Year. So congrats, John Gleason. This episode was brought to you by... Mr. Skunt, first name Lou, very fun, very funny guy. This man is Mr. Skunt. Uh, Jaden Meadows. We got Abdul Steiner, Steiner One Niner. Uh, speaking of Indian Harbor Beach, you know the my the Penicola, who's also a Patreon. His n- uncle is like city council there. Was our baseball coach. His nephew, his his stepson is Michael Stein. So I think of Abdul Steiner, Steiner One Niner. Anson Wind. By the way, both those guys are ten dollar uh, tiers, and I just added Ooh. an extra raffle f- for the ten dollar tier. They get their own raffle for t shirts. We get a third t shirt raffle, and then Timothy Manasseh, Justin, who are the Satellite Beach residents? Wow, all these people, and also I want to extend my congratulations to John Gleason. Saw that Zoom video, that little Zoom conversation they had with Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones actually sounded like a normal human being, and he was laughing a little bit and he wasn't stuttering so much so pretty cool for john to have that convo with daniel jones about being a giants fan and stuff like that so congrats to him but all those people they went to patreon.com slash talking giants two dollars a month plus some other tiers become a patreon member because there's a good chance that you add that onto your resume you might be giants fan of the year patreon.com slash talking giants thank to our, thank you to our patrons all right so andrew thomas is back but i do think justin that we should incorporate some of the sprint out rollout type things. One, because of who the Bucks are, they're a, a heavy again, they blitz the most in the NFL right now at 40%. But they also have a weak secondary. So that like that forces that gives you yak opportunities with guys like Kadarius Tony. You know, where I feel like that Panthers game plan becomes much more effective when you have a guy like Kadarius getting yak and and against a, a weaker secondary and what Tampa Tampa has. You know, they weren't they already weren't amazing, but they're you know they're banged up with guys like Carlton Davis probably out. I have a question uh, for you. Go for it. This Bucks team is not is not all that different from last year, both offensively and defensively. They they've added guys like Joe Tryon, um, you know, uh, Jason Pierre Paul's a little banged up, having a down year, but he's playing through it. This is the first week that he was actually back practicing, but he's played through. I think he broke his finger. He did something else, maybe something with the rotator cuff. I have no clue. Um, but he's been playing through a lot of injuries. But the Bucks team is relatively the same, and same coaching staff, same philosophy. But we look back on 2020, saying that was one of Jason, uh, that was one of Jason Garrett's best play called games, but Daniel Jones's worst game from the 2020 season. So, Bobby, my question to you is, what made Daniel Jones's game so bad last year, and what made the game plan from Jason Garrett so good last year? at home, Monday Night Football, around the same time period last year. Well, they blitz like hell, and they play man coverage, which leads you, gives you opportunities down the field if you're able to protect. And remember, Andrew Thomas, that was the first game he really stepped up outside of the Pittsburgh game uh, last season. You know, so it's, it's double, you know, double moves. And what made Daniel Jones bad in that game is he missed on some, but a couple times the blitz got did get to him, and he didn't see, he kind of, like, diagnosed what the coverage was, and he just 
threw ducks up while he was being tackled, which is like, we can't have those type of plays, Daniel Jones. You're going to miss guys that are open every once in a while down the field. It happens to every QB. Um, but what you can't have is those dumb, dumb turnovers. So again, work, you know, taking shots downfield, trusting your protection, because guess what? When they're sending guys, they, that means they don't have good coverage on the back end. And it's not like they're playing with really, a really good cornerback group where they can get away with that. Like the Ravens have in the past where they can trust their guys manned up. So they're going to throw a bunch of different looks at you. They're going to throw zone blitzes, but they're going to blitz a ton. They've done it the last two years versus, uh, Daniel Jones, and they're going to stop the run. You know, and Vita Vea being out is going to make it them less good versus the run. But they are the be- they are the second best run defense in the NFL, yards and yards per carry. Um, so like I would not go into this game trying to run the ball really. And you know, obviously they're not going to just uh, totally abandon the run. You're still going to hand the ball off here and there. But they should not go into this game attacking it like that's where it should be different from the Panthers game it's like you shouldn't be trying to get as many carries as you can and definitely different from the Raiders game where they ran the ball more times than they threw it because you're going to you're going to stall out drives or not even let drives get started by doing that like you can really only do it on those second and short third and shorts when it's you have a favorable front or when it's like hey we only need two yards so like first and ten runs and I know we analytics and stuff like that talks about those in general but this week more than else because the giants aren't it'd be one thing if we were the titans it's like hey we're gonna do what we do well but we're not we're one of the worst running teams in the nfl despite that we had a good running game versus the raiders who are one of the worst run defenses in the nfl yeah and even though the giants you know relatively for the good part of the season they were one of the teams that have thrown the ball the most on early downs on first and second downs um they still got to perform better. I mean, even though they have been throwing the ball on early downs, they they're still their their early down efficiency is still not good. So even though like you know that's why analytics is just because analytics says to throw the ball on first down doesn't mean that you're going to be good on first down. Uh, you got to be efficient. You got to complete the ball, and you gotta you gotta produce those six, seven, eight yards to put yourself in a positive position on second downs on a consistent basis. So that's what the Giants have to do. Yeah, so, you know, do some of those sprint out things that you did versus the Panthers, rollouts, bootlegs. But also, you know, do your do your max protects versus this team. Because you're going to be max protecting and they're going to have less guys in coverage. Where the times when the max protects don't work great is when they rush four and they've got all those zones covered really well. You know, and now that you've got Kenny Galladay and Tony, even when those are, are covered well, those guys can get open versus them on double moves the way other receivers can't. You know, but also, like last year, like they did last year, there's going to be times where like, hey, they're going to blitz, put that running back, like running backs, you're going to have to block for a, a second, a second and a half. We're going to have to trust our offensive line. We're going to have to say, hey, Hernandez, Parrot, you got to wash them around the edge. Thomas, you got to hold strong. And we're going to have to hit, we're going to have to sit in there and throw the ball downfield and realize Jones is going to get hit a couple times. There's going to be a time where the where the protection does break down and there will be a sack. Where it's like, hey, that's how we're going to win this game is by throwing the ball downfield, which there was a game where I thought just from the eye test, not even numbers wise, Garrett was the most aggressive last year. It was this Bucks team, you know, and it wasn't like you had the confidence in Andrew Thomas. You were coming off of his worst game, his career with Andrew Thomas. Like that was coming off of the Eagles game. That was the worst game of Andrew Thomas's career was that Thursday night football Eagles game. But you trusted that protection up front to hold up, to get those throws downfield. But Jones has to connect on them this year. Yeah. And, um, Saquon's likely to be back too for this Giants offense. Um, Use him in the passing game. He's, I don't think he's going to get too involved in the running game. Put him out wide. Well, one of the things that I'm hoping for, since the Bucks are pretty blitz heavy now, if they play man coverage and if they have a safety like Antoine Winfield that's just going to come down and scream down and tackle him as soon as he makes a catch, then that's a mincemeat point. But 
you know, if there's nobody accounting for a running back, those little, like, I don't even want to call them screens, but just those little dump offs that, you know, if, if things break down or, and, and then, you know, D- B- Booker had a, you know, it was a big 40 yard gain against the chiefs where Booker catches a ball in the middle of the field and then boom, he goes for 40 yards and Saquon caught a few of those balls too, before he got hurt, where it, it seems like they're finding something with that kind of just the running back is just, Hey, I'm going to be here in space, just throwing me the ball. If everything kind of breaks down. So, you know, if there's, you know, these cover zero blitzes that Tampa's going to be running, you know, have the running back just hanging out. And hey, just a dump off yeah. option, and, and if he can get yards after the catch that way, you know, plays like that serve as like an extension of the running game. So that would work out well too. You said like would they? They're not. They're don't bet on them running the ball well. Maybe they'll spring one, but don't bet on the Giants run. Like this coaching staff can't go into this game thinking we're going to run the ball well. Like that would be, you know, know what your personnel is, know their personnel. That would be, that would be reckless for them to do that. But you got like Saquon is a talent that can change a game. Use him in the receiving game, like you said in those checkdowns. Do stuff like you did versus Saints where you got Saquon out wide, clearing out. Hell, and if you know what, if Jones threw an accurate ball versus the Cowboys, you know, Saquon maybe gets a big chunk out of that play and doesn't sprain yeah. his ankle. So do do stuff like that, like you were doing after the Saints game. So, yeah, and then obviously, you know, they're bad coverage, uh, good pass rush, get Tony involved. Don't, don't just be like, ah, well, Tony, he just didn't get involved. Like there was, after that last game, there was a... Uh, well, Tony only got one target, and there was like, well, he had. There was three times where Jones could have hit him. Only one time they should have hit him, and Jones ended up scrambling for five yards. The other two weren't supposed to go to him. Uh, so, like, make him the focal point of a play. Put him in. Put him on the se- the first, second, or third man of the progression, not the fourth or fifth, like it was in those plays versus yep. uh, the Raiders. Yep. So don't expect the running game to work very well. Saquon will be back, and he's usually a guy that need you know. This is just the way that his the course of his career has gone. Whenever he comes back from an injury, he usually needs some time to ramp up. But if you can get him an open space as a receiver, you know, then maybe he gets some of his confidence back, and you know he can get some of those reps in as a receiver and get some of those reps with the ball in his hands as a receiver. I uh, would love to see that. Don't force feed him the ball because odds are you're not going to run the ball against this Tampa Bay defense and Saquon's going to need time to ramp back up anyway. Um, and, uh, you know, hey, I would love to repeat that game plan, Jason Garrett, last year, but I don't want to repeat the game plan. I don't want to repeat the the game performance from Daniel Jones Monday Night Football last year. So that's all that I got on this, uh, this Giants offense, Bobby. What does your shirt say? Homeboy something? Homeboy Industries. It's, um, it's, what is uh, that? It's fa- Father Greg Boyle runs like a a gang rehabilitation. I don't want to say it's a rehabilitation service, but he takes in former gang members in Skid Row in Los Angeles and um, you know gives them the opportunity to kind of you know change their life around. Tattoo removal services and gives them jobs and all that kind of stuff. So I, how'd I, you I, get I that shirt? shirt? I, I bought it. Um, Is he on I, TV or something? No, he has a couple books. Tattoos on the heart. Um, is one of them father greg bull is one of the most famous jesuits in the world so i like that homeboy all right let's talk about the bucks offense number one passing offense in the nfl and that is because they have tom brady and some really good weapons and they throw the ball a lot justin like they are trying to move the ball by passing it like they 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 have an efficient run game they just don't run it so they're like bottom of the league in a total rushing but like yards per attempt they're good yeah one one thing they have a the highest pass rate in the NFL. And even though, like you said, they, they barely run the ball, their rushing offense is still sixth in DVOA. So they're the sixth most efficient rushing offense in the NFL. 
despite them running it the least in the National Football League. We got comments saying, sounds like a rehab, Justin. And then someone said, Justin used to be a blood. Um, you're a crip, though. Because, um, you know, blue. No comment. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, you have some injuries well, I on was, the offensive side of the ball. I was trying to make a blood joke and call it, like, say, like, uh, Briss uh, Godwin no, I was, instead of saying I was ready Godwin. To, I was ready to move on from that. All right, um, but so they're passing. So I don't know if Antonio Brown or Gronk is going to play. Or I would say play. no. I wish we had done the interview before this because then I could get a better idea with the interview with Greg Allman. But you'll you'll find out. I guess you'll get a better idea in the interview in about ten minutes. But let's right now. Let's say that they don't. Mike Evans is their number one wide receiver right now, but Chris Godwin's getting more yards than Mike Evans. Yeah, you know, he's like he's averaging you know ten fifteen yards more per game. You know, Godwin has 717 yards and 57 catches on the year, where Evans has 41 for 606. Now Evans has five more touchdown catches. But it's interesting to see how that plays out. Like, I'm, I'm expecting Adore on Godwin and, and Bradbury on Evans anyways. Uh, you know, Bradbury's has been playing against Mike Evans for the last four years. He's had up and down performances. Probably his worst game of the year last year was against Evans. And it wasn't even like a, a terrible game either. So that kind of speaks to what, how Bradbury played what, what last year. But I would expect that to be the matchup. But I really think like if Adore, who's been balling, he's been had a good he was having a good season anyways, but the last few weeks he's just been on point. If he can mess with Goldwyn and and really get him out of his game, that can like that can really have, you know, Tom Brady banging his helmet on the ground again versus us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um you know, we want the more physical cornerback in Bradbury playing against Evans. Um yeah, I want to Dory Jackson now. Godwin's largely the slot wide the slot wide receiver. Has that I wonder when if Antonio that's... Brown's in, he's the slot receiver, but okay. Godwin they move inside and out. They've been playing Tyler Johnson and Jalen Darden a little bit, but Darden I think might be on the doghouse because he had a drop turn into an interception last week. And he's just kind of really fast. He's not like a good route runner or anything. So it'll be interesting to see how that works. But I mean Brady Brady should possibly be the MVP this year, right yeah. now. You know, he's yeah. completing sixty seven percent. Uh, three hundred again, leading you know three hundred twenty three yards per game, which is leading the NFL. Twenty seven touchdowns and seven interceptions. That being said, four of his seven interceptions have been the last two games. Now, one of those was popped up by Darden last week, but the other three were on Tom Brady. So, you know, Patrick Graham had success. Patrick Graham has had success against Tom Brady in general, even going back to Miami. You know, week seventeen of two thousand nineteen. You know, the Dolphins won that game. It was off the back of their defense. Last year, they had success versus them. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how this matchup goes. Obviously, there's a lot of familiarity with the coach, you know, with Patrick Graham and Joe Judge and Tom Brady. Yeah, weeks one through six, the Giants' defense they were ran on 46 percent of plays, and that was the sixth highest run rate through that that time span. Weeks one through six, 46 percent, sixth highest run rate in the National Football League. Weeks seven through nine, they were passed on 69 percent of the times. That was the second highest pass rate through that span in the NFL. So when the Giants defense has kind of turned on and when they've kind of changed the narrative surrounding them, you know, throughout the season, it's been when teams have been throwing the ball versus when teams have committed to the run in weeks one through six, that's when the Giants defense has saw, you know, that's when they struggled the most. So, you know, what's going to be the approach and what's going to be the game plan, you know, now that the Giants had their bye week and, you know, I think teams can kind of look back on like the, you know, the, the first half of their season I'm I'm sure Bruce Arians is a guy that's like, you know, I love to stretch the ball down the field, 
But I historically, he has been a guy that's also liked to run the ball a little bit too. You know, so is he looking at those trends saying, should we run the ball more against this Giants defense versus having such a high, high pass rate? Because we know that the Giants, they like to clamp down inside the red zone. Um, you know, and they, they've, they've been the best when teams have been throwing the ball more um, throughout these last three weeks. Yeah, but Bruce and, you know, Todd Bowles too, those are two coaches who are like, hey, we we do what we do. This is our identity. Yeah. This is what we do. You know, so I think kind of Tampa's game plan kind of plays into what the Giants defense is good at. Now, they were a really good offense, so I'm not sitting here saying we're going to shut down them. But, like, I feel like it's a strength versus strength. And even, you know, you mentioned the running game. The Bucks don't really run outside the tackles a ton. You know, and when they, it's not like they're not, when they do, they're not great at it. You know, they have Leonard Fournette, uh, Bernard, they've been using a little bit in the receiving game. You know, Fournette's been a good runner this year. He's been, he's actually been pretty involved in the receiving game. Yeah, a bit, yeah he a, is. A bit he, too. He's, he's had a couple eight catch games in there. So, yeah, I got him on fantasy. Um, so, how look, about that? look out for that, by the way, because Tampa Bay, they like to stretch the field. So, look out because you saw it against Kansas City. Um, you know, look out for those running backs and Tom Brady just checking it down. It's like, hey, if you want to give our running backs 10 yards of separation and they could pick up seven, eight yards per play, you know, well, we're, we're going to do that. You know, we're going to take what the defense gives you. Well, you know, I think Tom Brady, you know, what makes Tom Brady different from a guy like Patrick Mahomes is Mahomes needs to learn to take the check down more consistently and take the check down quicker. You know, Tom Brady's going to look at it and be like, hey, if you're running, you know, the two high and if you're turning it into cover three and there's nothing for me deep, I'm going to, you know, check it down to a tight end, check it down to a to a running back. So, and that's where a guy like Fournette can can do good because he's a powerful guy and he's going to get the yards after contact. So, all right, anything else we want to hit on? No, no. Um, I'm looking forward to this game. Uh, I really am. It, it's uh, it's I I feel weird because I feel like teams usually don't do well off the buy. I mean, let, I'm not even saying the Giants don't do well off the buy because the Giants haven't done well at all the past couple years, but. I just feel like teams after a bye historically don't do well, and that's just a feeling. Um, so, hope we can come out and play well. Well, guys, speaking of bye, Thanksgiving's coming up. I love Thanksgiving. In fact, we'll be recording this uh, episode on Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving morning next week. So, how about yeah. that? Guys, and speaking of Thanksgiving, the leading men's hygiene brand, Manscaped, just launched a new product, including their all-new ultra-premium body wash and a two-in-one shampoo and conditioner well how about that that's all types of new stuff it's time to give yourself or someone else who needs it the thanksgiving gift of beautiful skin hair and balls this holiday this thanksgiving season go to manscaped.com and use code giants for 20 percent off plus free shipping wow turkey balls uh, <laughs> untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past and it's possible you have a, a turkey's beard in your pants See, we got to tell Manscaped that I don't do the whole Xmas stuff, so I'm just replacing all the Xmas stuff with Thanksgiving stuff. Sure. It's time to leave your significant other some turkey and cranberry sauce at the bottom of your uh, deep fried thing. I love watching the deep fried things turn into fire videos every year. I know it's bad and it ruins houses and stuff, but it's you mean always you deep deep fry. What are you talking you about? You know when you deep fry the turkey and the oil and people put it in too fast and the oil spills over and it starts a huge fire. For a second I thought you were going to say leave some cranberry sauce like by your balls and I was like, "Oh, that's That not actually a- is not a bad um for the lady in your life do that, but you got to sh- the oh, thing God. is you have to be trimmed yeah. up with manscaped because you don't want to get any hair in it. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the signature lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer has a propriety advanced skin safe technology to reduce cuts on your nuts. 
Oh, wow. That's actually a good line for them. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. It's like a gift to your partner with less. Here's a, a, a little testimonial. So we always talked about it's good in the shower. And I've never done it, though, because I've been afraid. I finally brought one of because I have two. I brought one into the shower. And it's like, I just, you know, I and I'm, I've, I have overcome my fear of being shocked. And it, I didn't get shocked. So good. Wow. So it's, it's not a lie. The hygiene bundle will also come with a pair of Manscaped anti, anti-chafing boxers that will keep your junk feeling fresh all day. The perfect package for your perfect package. Wow, they, they've got everything. Get the body wash, the two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. Uh, you know, keep you hydrated, nourish, condition the scalp, plus strengthen your hair at the same time, guys. It's Thanksgiving. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code GIANTS at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code GIANTS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code GIANTS. Clean up your nuts and make uh, the Thanksgiving turkey, make the Detroit Lions proud this year. I can't, I, I'm, I, now I'm getting excited for Thanksgiving. All right, here is Greg Allman of The Athletic. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right, we now welcome back onto the show. He just came on last year for our Bucks preview. Greg Allman of The Athletic covers the Bucks for The Athletic. We know The Athletic does good stuff. Dan Duggan, good friend of the show. Greg, where are the Bucks? Like when for you guys facing the Giants? Now you've seen Daniel Jones two years in a row, and you saw maybe the highest moment—not his best game, but the highest moment, which was his first game—and then his lowest moment on Monday Night Football last year. What do you like the Bucks coming off of two losses? Like view the Giants as right now? I mean, this is—I this is, mean, the last four years these two teams have played, the games have been decided by a total of eight points. So I mean, they, they've played each other tight, no matter where it's played, no matter what the records are coming in. Uh, especially coming off of a loss to a two and six Washington team. Uh, this is one they're going to take, you know, very seriously. Uh, Daniel Jones, like you said, rookie year. I think he had four touchdowns, like ran for two, threw for two. Last year was absolutely an escape for the Bucs in that they, they kind of needed a flag pulled on a two-point conversion at the last minute to get out of that one. So, no, this is not one they can take lightly. Um, you know, they, they've lost two in a row. They're, they're kind of trying to get things back on track. Um, they've been a much, much better team. I think that definitely is a big thing that helps for them in this game. So the biggest unknown for us going into this game, because, you know, we've seen a lot of Bucks games. I'm down here in Florida, so I'm kind of plugged into the Bucks a little bit. Is A.B., Antonio Brown, and Gronk have been out. I saw Antonio Brown was still in the injury report, or, and then Gronk was a full participant. What's the feeling like? Are both, both those guys going to play, or is just Gronk going to play? Because right now, from the outside in, we kind of have no clue. I have no expectation of Antonio yet to do really any kind of extensive running or anything like that. We saw Jug machine before practice today. Uh, Rob Gronkowski looks promising. I mean, they listed him as a full participant today, uh, was out there, you know, kind of full go. Um, you know, they, they had tried to bring him back, uh, you know, three weeks ago for the Saints game, and he only played about six snaps. Just kind of – it didn't – it didn't take. He wasn't ready yet. So, I mean, he had – a ribs injury, he kind of had back spasms that came from that. Um, you know, he's had a lot of issues with, with back problems, uh, pretty much retired because of them a couple of years ago. So they're trying to be safe, but it is really encouraging for him to, to be a full participant. And, you know, that goes well, and he's that way again tomorrow, Saturday. Those all bode well for Monday. Yeah, I know he had been a huge red zone. For, I, mean, I think he had four touchdowns in the first two, or maybe a five in the first three games. I remember he was – Score, scoring a lot of points. The other two, wep- I mean, the Bucks are loaded with weapons. The other two weapons are 
Godwin and Evans, and Evans has always been their traditional one. But you look at the numbers, and Evans has five more touchdowns, but Godwin has like 15 more catches and 100 so yards. What is that dynamic like right now? Is it simple? Is is it like still Evans is the one, but you know Brady spreads it around, and Godwin's been the recipient of like CB2 coverage? Yeah, it's tricky in that. I mean, there's people that argue that Antonio Brown is the one when he's healthy. So they really have three receivers that both um, can make a case for it. I think Mike Evans, most importantly, is probably drawing most teams' top corner and the most attention defensively. Um, and as a result, they've kind of gone to him last. I mean, he has exactly two catches in three of the last four games. You go to Sunday at Washington, uh, both of his catches Sunday led to points, a field goal and then a 40-yard touchdown, but that's all he had. Um, so – um, Brady kind of is a guy that will throw to whoever's open. Um, and more often than not, that that's been Godwin right now. So I, I, in terms of who's the one or who's the two, I mean, Evans is probably the one just because he's the one that draws the most attention defensively, but, um, you know, Godwin is also having pro bowl type season in terms of, I mean, he's on pace for what would be a team record in catches, uh, a career high in yards, like 1400 receiving yards. He only has four touchdowns. Um, so not as many as, as Mike, but, uh, you know, he, he's been a really crucial part of that as well. When, when they get AB back, having all three of them really, really helps them uh, create some mismatches in that pass game. And, I mean, the guy who makes it all happen is Tom Brady. I mean, he's leading the league in, in passing yards per game, 27 <laughs> touchdowns, seven interceptions. You know, I, I, I think he'll probably end up being the MVP this season um, when you see some of the other guys who are, were up there are, are struggling as well. But he does have seven interceptions. Four of those have come in the last two games. Has it? been just hey that's just what has just been the past two games kind of thing or do you think it's like you know teams catching up on the offense and they got to restructure because I mean I know last year it was kind of like start out hot was kind of in a rough patch in the middle and then figured it back out is it kind of the same cycle almost yeah I mean it could be I mean they, they definitely I mean they lost three out of four at one stretch they are a little later than this in the year but you know yeah Brady's had I mean his second interception against New Orleans was a bad throw just overthrew Mike Evans uh sorry against Washington was a bad throw the, you know, for him to have four picks in two games is a lot for him. So, I mean, some of that I think is having no Gronkowski, having no AB, uh, kind of limited personnel. Um, you know, I think he, he's been very careful for the most part. I mean, he went literally like 200 attempts at one point without a pick. But again, I mean, if he, you know, if he has to press a little bit, um, you know, there's probably a couple games in a row that have probably been tighter than expected. Certainly, you know, Washington to be down 13 nothing in that game. Uh, you know, they, they dug the hole for themselves there. But no, I, I think that's something where, you know, Brady's going to have lapses like that. But for the most part, he's been really clean this year. Yeah, and I, and I was watching the Washington game, and I think one was off of Darden, you know, Darden's hands. Um, yeah. Defensively, you know, it's – um we've, you know, we talked about the matchups the past years. We've gotten to know Todd Bowles uh, pretty well in the way he calls a game. Um, and I, I think everyone knows how Todd Bowles calls a game at this point. Um how are they stopping the run, though? Because we know they're going to blitz heavy. Like, is it just like, hey, you know, I know Vita Vea is probably going to be out. Is it like those guys just winning their matchups? Or is it like, hey, we're making a, they're making a conceded effort to force you into throwing? Yeah, I mean, they, they've been the NFL's number one run defense each of the last two years. I think they were number one until this past week. I think New Orleans just passed them where they're number two. Uh, Vita Vea is a big part of that. So, I mean, them being without him Monday night uh, adds some vulnerability, especially if Barkley can go um, – but no, they, they take a lot of pride in taking away the run and kind of making opponents one-dimensional, even if that means, you know, some of the best guys that they've uh, faced this season, you know. But I think for them, it's not one person. I mean, I, I think Sue's a big part of it. I think 
Will Golston's a big part of it. Their linebackers are a big part of it. Um, they'll want to do that, you know, fairly. I mean, I, I guess that's probably their biggest priority, especially against a team like Barkley. I think they respect Daniel Jones, but but they want to take away the run as a first step. Right. So, I mean, we know JPP. We know Shaq Barrett. How's, um, you know, we, we, we learned about players in the draft. A guy I like was Joe Tryon. I know JPP has been battling injuries and playing, but how, how does he look right now? Because we you know obviously the Giants have a really banged, uh, banged up and bad offensive line in general. What, what does Tryon bring into the table? Yeah, I mean, he's got three sacks. He had a touch sack Sunday in Washington. Um, had played a lot when JPP was out. He, you know, I think, you know, I think snap-wise, he, he's been getting less and less snaps lately. I think he had like 17 snaps Sunday. Um, even with JPP having a torn rotator cuff and a fractured finger, they lean on him and Shaq Barrett a lot. So I'll be curious to see what the rotation is. Um, JPP has practiced twice this week. He really wasn't practicing at all during the week for about a month there. So maybe he's feeling a little better. That might help things there. But Tryon's a guy they, they rotate in as kind of the third pass rusher. Uh, and like I said, he's had some success in three sacks for a rookie. It's not leading the league by any measure, but it, it's it's a solid you know half season so far for him. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at you guys set their sack numbers, and they're they're pretty they're pretty spread out evenly, and it's not like one guy dominating. Obviously, Barrett at, at the top of the list. So, I mean, if I describe the Giants as a team with a weak offensive line, and then Andrew Thomas maybe coming back, who's been playing really well, but I still don't expect him to put a lot of trust in their offensive line anyway. So, the Giants understand that they game plan around that. Have some good wide receivers, some yak guys, and Tony and Saquon going to be back, and then Jones, who's mobile and and, and fairly accurate. What do you think – what has been, like, the way to be successful against the Bucs? Because I know they have a beat-up secondary. Yeah, I mean, it definitely starts with turnovers. Uh, I mean, they had two early ones against Washington. They had three turnovers from Brady against uh, New Orleans. So, I mean, I think that that's definitely where it starts. That's a vulnerability. I, I want to say the Giants are at the exact same spot in turnover margin that the Bucs are. It's, like, plus three right now. Um, so, that has to be where, where it starts. I mean, they have to play a clean game. Daniel Jones has, has – you know, looked a lot more mobile against the Bucks than against most teams. So I think they have to be ready to account for him. Uh, their speed at receiver in terms of the depth of their receiving group probably creates some some problems if the Bucks are as unhealthy as they look to be at corner. I mean, they have Bucks have four corners on injured reserve right now. There's a fifth who's in concussion protocol. Uh, they might get one back for Monday night in, in Sean Murphy Bunting, who's been out since literally the first quarter of the season opener. But uh, they're depleted there. So, I mean, guys like Tony, guys like Slayton, um, they've struggled probably more than expected to to handle speed at receiver. Uh, Jamel Dean is on one side. He's a solid corner. But right now, you know, I mean, Carlton Davis is hurt. Richard Sherman is hurt. Uh, if Murphy Bunting didn't come back, they'd be looking at a guy like Pierre Desir starting at corner and, and kind of having to play the entire game. Um, so that that's a vulnerability that some other teams have had success going after. And, you know, we know we got our good friend Ross Cockrell, who we almost re-signed last year, and then the Bucks picked him up, which I, I remember when we almost did. Uh, if a fun fact, if you want, you know, I'll, I'll let you steal from me. Daniel Jones and him both went to Duke. Both I, also went to Charlotte Latin High School in, uh, oh, yeah. in Charlotte, obviously, too. So there's a, there's a little connection there. Greg, where can people find you? Yeah, just on Twitter and my name, Greg Allman, G-R-E-G. A-U-M-A-N. Everything I write is at theathletic.com. Uh, we'll have some really good deals if you're not a subscriber already. I think Monday starts kind of the Black Friday special. Uh, I don't know exactly what that'll be, but every year that, that's kind of one of our best sales for, for new subscribers. But thanks again for having me on. Really appreciate it. No doubt. Our listeners, a lot of them have athletics uh, 
scholarships have athletic subscriptions already so they can uh, get ready for the Bucks game with some of your coverage. Greg, appreciate it always, and maybe we'll see you again next year. All right, man. Thanks again. Enjoy the game on Monday. Thank you. No holds bad. He he took me in the low post and won, but I think we had on the varsity. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show, and look who I got with me. The man, the myth, the legend, we're 2-1, and one, right? Danny King, we're 2-1 and one with uh, Mikey the Puppy making appearances on the show. He's the powerhouse. Well, we, we actually sacrificed him, but this is the ghost of Mikey the Puppy. Um, I think we went 1-1, one and one, lost to the Chiefs. 2-1 two two and and one one. with the dog, because the Panthers win was with the dog, and yes. then we lost to the Chiefs. So he was 1-0, one one and, one and, oh, and then 1-1 one and, one and 2-1, and one. so now we'll see if... We're going to get that record back to 500. But look, nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. Mikey the puppy isn't perfect, right? Say nothing if you're not perfect. And I also want you to say nothing again. I, 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 no, I, you're not. your name's not Mikey. Your name is Bobby. Well, but I'm saying I'm perfect, so I had to say something. Oh, good. Understandable. Say nothing, though, everybody, including Mikey. Say nothing if Roman is one of the best providers and best solutions for ED and erectile dysfunction. Say nothing. Great. So we're all on the same page. You have a perfect pecker. Wow. Nobody has a perfect pecker. Nobody has a perfect pecker. And actually, it's 52% of men between the ages of 40 and 70 that will experience some form of erectile dysfunction. So when the moment for intimacy arrives, you need to be ready, Roman ready, especially when we're approaching this holiday season, Thanksgiving, big time. If you have a big meal that day, but you want to get a little intimate at night, you got to make sure that you're Roman ready, whether you've been in a relationship for years, or you're with just cranberries started, on your nuts with cranberries on your nuts. We did talk about that earlier. Having the confidence that comes from preparation means you're free to enjoy the moment. When the moment comes cranberry sauce, <laughs> after Sorry. you take Roman, Danny King, you're going to be doing that, right? Of course. Yeah. Even if you're far from the ordinary, like if you like putting cranberry sauce on your nuts, the truth is that ED is really common. What I want you to do is I want you to go to GetRoman.com slash JohnBoy now to speak to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional about erectile dysfunction and get $15 off your first month of treatment. I did it again. I said erectile dysfunction instead of erectile dysfunction. That is GetRoman.com slash JohnBoy now to speak to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional about erectile dysfunction and get $15 off your first month of treatment. Thank you so much to Roman. Make sure that you're ready to have the confidence and control this fall. Be Roman ready. Hell yeah. Let's get Roman ready. You need it, you know, this time of year. You know, so let's get your... season, people. Get Roman. Get Roman. Um, even if it's not cuffing season. if it's even, It might even need a more for uncuffing season, you know? Hey, hey. Cuffing you know, or, too or much coughing? Whiskey, you need the Roman. Cuffing, um, cuffing or coughing season? Cuffing. All, all three. Yeah, hey, it's still coughing season. It's Roman season is what Roman it is. Roman season, there it is. And speaking of the seasons, we bring in our weatherman who's back home, so we're recording a little later. But it feels and... good. I'll tell you what. The colder it gets, it's like the deeper we get into the season where it's like I, feel, I like this show the most, the preview show, because it's like this. we got the team together. So what's what's the leather, weather the leather like in Tampa? I'm gonna be there, so better get this freaking weather right. 
Yeah, I got a lot riding on, you know, weather's just casually over an hour late. That's how you what you love to see. Kickoff, it's going to be overcast at Raymond James Stadium in that Tampa of Florida. 66 degrees. Somehow that feels like it's going to be higher than the actual temperature. That's always fun. Humidity, 87%. Oh, my Lord, Jeez. Florida, get your right. act together. Winds, 14 miles per hour. That's interesting. A little 14 mile per hour. Winds is going to be windy but humid. That's interesting. It looks like no chance of rain for the game. You just got to deal with some overclass and mo- most overclass, mo- overcast and mostly cloudy skies for Saturday's or Sunday, Monday's game in Tampa. I'm trying to hit those West Coast beaches um, on Monday, so hopefully the weather's nice enough to get in that water. So much clearer on the West Coast. All right, we're back. Haven't done the show in a couple weeks. We do our fantasy draft where we we pick from the two teams uh, that are playing: the Giants and the Bucks. Justin will be picking first. He's in the last place. Although he did win our last matchup. He had 47.4 uh, points. He's 71 points back from the lead. I'm in first. I'll be picking second. I have 366.1. I had a 24-point outing last time. And then Danny's in second. Danny, you're 11 points back right now. Uh, you, so you're at three, you're 355 points. You are 11 points back. So you could take the lead. Uh, Slowly but surely. And Justin is, you know, Justin's chipping away a little bit. You know, he's not winning every week, but he's chipping away. Like he's still he's still seventy one points back. You're still in it. You have one big week and you're right back in the mix of it. So Justin, trying to get back in the mix. Who is your first pick this week? I have been going back and forth on this all day. This is not a fun week to do it. <sighs> all no. day I've been going back and forth on this. And between two guys, surprise. Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin's gotta be the number one pick. Um he didn't play last year against uh, the Giants, so he didn't play. So that's kind of a a little bit of a wild card about, you know, Evans played, Gronk played. Uh, both of those guys had a touchdown catch last year. Uh, Chris Godwin did not play, but really I look at what the Giants, I, I look at what Leonard Fournette did last year against the Giants, which was 55 yards, only one catch. And I look at what Tyreek Hill did against us a couple weeks ago, where Tyreek Hill you know, I wouldn't say it was, you know, he didn't break the game open for the Chiefs, but he had a really, really good fantasy day. So I'm looking for Chris Godwin to put up a Tyreek Hill type performance. I hope he doesn't, but for fantasy purposes, that's my line of thinking with picking him number one. Very, very tough number one pick this week. I actually had him fifth on the big board because I think Adore is going to shut his ass down. Really? Yes. So I'm going. If, well, I mean, if Antonio Brown doesn't play, I think Chris Godwin's lines up in the slot. Then you have Tyler Johnson on the outside. I still think they get it. They try to get a Dory on Chris Godwin as much as possible. Um. So first on my big board is Mike Evans, but then I think about the Bradbury matchup, and you know they battled each other many times over the past three, four years. Mm-hmm. Tony is second on my big board. Mm-hmm. But you know what? The touchdown drought is ending for Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay is scoring a touchdown this week. I feel good about it. I really do. Um, I, I, I think Kenny Galladay is going to have a big game. I think Kenny Galladay is going to have a big game, and they realize, like, hey, we got to get this guy more involved. He's a really good wide receiver. And you know what? They're going to blitz a ton, and that means there's going to be options for Kenny Galladay. I'm going Kenny Galladay. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not staying true to the big board. I'm going with my gut this week. Kenny Galladay. That's that's rather unfortunate. I was really hoping you wouldn't do that. I was like, you know, I'm going to get Kenny Galladay. I'm going to look like a genius. It's going to be money moves only this week. 
Fortunately, that's not the case. Uh, I'm gonna have to take Mike Evans. Obviously, the history is not on Evans' side when he goes up against Bradbury. But I'm gonna have to ride Mike Evans. I feel he can make plays. He could get the job done over there for Tampa. And then the second pick. This is where it's fun. Do I go Barkley? Do I believe he'll he'll play Monday? That's where it looks like it's leaning. But I'm not sure. I don't think I'm gonna go Barkley. I'm gonna go with my gut. So Kenny Galladay was used against the Raiders. You would think he's gonna be used this week against the Bucks. And you would think Canaris Tony will be used against the Bucks as well because the Bucks secondary is a Bucks secondary. It doesn't scare me. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna rock Canaris Tony this week. I have no choice. I'm gonna ride Kadarius. I, I would have taken Booker or I would have, but like Barkley coming back kind of scares me. Not scares me, but like I just don't. I don't know. Barkley's got me weird vibes with Barkley. So give me Mike Evans and Kadarius Tony. Yeah, I mean they're just not gonna let them run the ball this week. I'm gonna go Leonard Fournette. They use him Damn a it. decent amount. Um. Even in the receiving game, I use I actually have him on my real fantasy team, and he's been a must start every week. Um, so I'm going with the Bucks starting running back and Leonard Fournette. Yeah, uh, I I really thought that. Bob, I mean, Bobby, you said Evans was number one on your big board, so you're a guy that loves to stay true to your big board. Something, and I'm gonna wind up getting the two guys that I contemplated taking pick number one. I'm gonna get them with my first two picks, which would be insane. Um, Chris Godwin is the number nine wide receiver in fantasy football, and I think Leonard Fournette is like the thirteenth running back in fantasy football right now. So um, because of that, Tony's already dog, gone. What is this dog doing? I have no clue. He's he's, he's looking at What's the up? computer. My, Mikey's looking us dead in the eye. What's up, guys? Jeez, <laughs> oh, oh look at this. <laughs> this is bizarre. Don't knock it over. Um, I'm doing a good job though. Try to stay professional. Uh, give me Mike Evans then. You know. Um, you know, Danny already picked Mike Evans. Oh, I'm sorry. I was about to be like Mike Evans. No, yeah, Danny already took Mike Evans. I was like, I was like, who did I say? Tony, Tony's gone too. Tony's gone. Galladay's gone. Yeah. God, how many people have we picked? Um, Five. Five. Look at that. This is a deep week too. Yeah. So Fournette's gone. So now, so now the the main the main guys are gone. Um, man. Gronk. Gronk's going to play. Give me Gronk. He had a touchdown catch last year. I like that pick. All right, you got one more pick, though. Um, <laughs> Give me, I guess I got to take Saquon, right? You got to. At this point. I'm going to explain why I was really hoping that Saquon would have. I almost thought about taking Saquon with my last pick. So, um, I, I should have taken Saquon first because pro Giants. I, I didn't follow Bobby Skinner's formula there. All right, so... Now, it's such a drop-off after the first seven, which I guess makes sense. But it's like the first seven, you feel like each one of those guys could be the number one. It's like Chris Godwin, Galladay, Evans, Gronk, Fournette, Tony, and Barkley. You can make a case for really every single one of those guys at one, except for maybe Gronk because he's coming off of injury. Um, The the next ones, you can't. You know what? I'm going to be smart. Ah, you know what? Evan Ingram is not going to score a touchdown three weeks in a row. I'm going to go Slayton. I oh, think I might God. be able to get the guy I was thinking about on the way back. But Slayton could have had a really big game versus Tampa last year, and Jones just missed him. Um, so that you know they're going to be playing man blitzing safety. You know, shading the safety over the top to Kenny Galladay, even though that's not an excuse not to throw to him. So I'm, I'm going to take Slayton. Danny, you got your last two picks. Oh, thank God you didn't take uh, Evan Ingram. Give me Evan Ingram. Rock him. He got me a touchdown last week. 
Got rock with my boy Evan once more. Ain't nothing wrong with it. And then after that, who do I want to go with? You know what? I'm going to rock Tyler Johnson, the Bucks wide receiver. That's my other guy that I'm going to rock. That's a Justin uh, draft-like uh, guy. Yep. All right, the guy I was thinking about going with the last pick, Giovanni Bernard. Interesting. They use him as a receiver. You crapped on him on Twitter <laughs> whenever they played last, I believe. When did we play Giovanni Bernard last? Or at, least, the... or at least when he played. I think Sunday, last Sunday, he did something, and you're like, how is Giovanni Bernard still on? Or like, he'll be cut soon or something like that because he made like a bad play. Oh, yeah, I think he had a drop that a big time. I don't know, but he had a bad play. Uh, yeah, but I'm going Giovanni Bernard. I'm using him. All right, Justin, finish it off. Do I have two picks left? No, you have one pick left. One pick. Love it. Less decisions. Um, yikes. Actually, it means more decisions because you have to, you can't pick two guys. No, I want less decisions. But it's ba- not less decisions. It means Basically, you have to make a more of a decision. If you had two, you could just pick two players. You know what? Basically, this is just the decisions between who has more fantasy points Mr. Brownsell is making a good point. We at what point do we start taking King Penny? Ooh. And Booker's banged up. Ooh, oh Justin, you might gotta. I mean Booker's still on the board, but it's like I, he might not even play. You might gotta rock King Penny. Nope. There's three sol- solid picks left for the last pick in the draft. I'm gonna I'm gonna rock with uh, OJ Howard. Okay. What about like Cam Brate? Kenyon oh, Bray, um, OJ Kenyon Howard Bray. has more fantasy points, uh, mm. or at least he's done more consistently this season than OJ Howard. Then, um, yeah, but I think he might lose his role with Gronk. All right, all right, that's fine. All right, to recap, Justin has Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, Saquon Barkley, OJ Howard. Um, I have Kenny Galladay, Leonard Fournette, Darius Slayton, and Giovanni Bernard. I'm kind of hating the Bernard pick now. The more I think about it, I really need him to score a touchdown. <laughs> and then Danny, Mike Evans, Kadarius Tony, Evan Ingram, and Tyler Johnson. All right, Giant Factors, Justin, you have the first pick this week. All right. Logan Ryan. Logan Ryan, man. Um, you're veteran. You're leading the NFL and tackles amongst players in the secondary. Tom Brady has thrown some interceptions the last couple weeks. He's getting really pissed at himself that he's you know, been baited into some stuff or you know, he's made some dumb decisions. So you got to be a playmaker, man. You know, you, you love to talk about it all the time. You know, you've been in those spots. Um, you played with Brady. You've played against Brady for years. So you know him. Force a turnover this weekend. Be a giant factor. Don't just talk about it, but go out there and be about it in Tampa against your old teammate. Logan Ryan, giant factor. I like he's probably going to be lined up on Gronk a good amount too. Like they're not going to be Bradbury on Gronk, so. Yeah, Logan Ryan be a giant factor. Legit, my same. Th- I, I was gonna take Logan Ryan. That was legit my same thing. Is like you know Tom Brady well in that wild card game. What twenty nineteen? You picked it off to end his time in New England. Ooh, good done. little nugget. Good little nugget, Danny King. I'm sorry. I t- I'm sorry. I took your giant factor. Little nugget, man. I'm going Saquon Barkley. Coming back from injury, and people are down on him right now, and, and kind of rightfully so. But kind of change the narrative a little bit. Like, okay, yeah, are they really good at stopping the run? Be a be a big-time factor in the receiving game. They're going to be blitzing. There's going to be opportunities for you to be involved as a receiver. And when you do get those runs, turn them into something. You know, if it's if it's a get a four or five-yard gain type play, get it. If it's a play where you could break it big, break it. Make it, like, take advantage of every single opportunity that you have, Saquon Barkley. You're coming back. Like, reintroduce yourself. Uh, my name is Saquon. 
Saquon, be a giant factor. Seriously, we need you. Like, we need Saquon to have a good game, to win this game. You know, Yak's going to be big, a big part of this game. Be Get involved. I don't know how, but be a giant factor, Saquon Barkley. Danny. Uh, I'm going to return to the defense side of the ball. Zizo Jalari. Mm. You cannot allow Tom Brady to be comfortable in that pocket all night. Because if you if he's comfortable and he's mad right now like he is, he's just going to pick this defense apart all night long and it's not going to be a fun watch. Uh, this Obviously, the edge group is terrible. There's no one special here besides Aziz. What, he's got six sacks on the season. That's the rookie record, if I'm correct. Took B.J. Hill's record. That's he's at five and a half right now, so they're tied. Five and a half right now? Yes, PFF, you're lying to me. I can't believe this. Uh, but... He's just like, get pressure on Tom Brady, make him uncomfortable in that pocket, make him force stupid throws, have him make another turn. He, Tom Brady's been turning over the ball. He's not been as uh, safe with it as in uh, years past. So Aziz, get the pressure, beat this offensive line, take the Giants rookie sack record, be a Giants factor, be the reason we look back on Sunday and be like, or uh, Tuesday, I guess, technically, it'd be the reason why the Giants won this game. Mikey gets so annoyed whenever people incorrectly say, that B.J. Hill is the rookie sack leader when Pro Football Reference actually went back. Not true. And they not tracked. They tra- it's not official, but he gets so annoyed. He's so annoyed that he's licking my face right now. That's how annoyed it's, he is. Yeah, it has to be. A, we B.J. Hill and Ezekiel Jalari are the Giants' rookie sack mm-hmm. leaders. Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted a, B.J. Hill to stay it. You know, obviously I wanted Ezekiel Jalari to be better, but yeah. it would be funny if, if B.J. Hill was the Giants' rookie sack leader. Like all these great pass rushers, like some of the greatest pass rushers in NFL history. It's Hall BJ of Hill. <laughs> borderline Hall of Fame guys, and it's BJ Hill is the rookie sack leader. Um Oh, I love it. And if you wanted if you could if you want to make a bet on BJ Hill being the Bengals sack leader, football fans, who's ready to score some free bets? Ooh. Now you can win a uh, when you bet on any NFL game this week with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Not Naked Fat Ladies, the National Football League. New customers oh. who bet just $1 on either team to score can win $100 in free bets. When a team scores, you score. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOHNBOY. Bet $1 on either team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score. Promo code JOHNBOY this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You got Danny I'm, really good with the naked fat ladies. Yeah, I, I, I was really confused. Do kids still say that? Like, that was something, no. like, you know, as kids, it was just a stupid joke we made. Like, NFL naked fat ladies. <laughs> I, I forgot what league we do watch, and I just needed that reminder. Thank you very much. Um. All right, spread picks. A bad week for all of us. Listeners went 1-7 last week. Oh, they're I won. 30, they're 35-44. and 44. Just That's where we're at. Danny, me and you both went two and six. I'm at forty and thirty nine. So this is a big week. I want to stay over five. Like I want to win this again, like I did last year. But I really want to stay over five hundred. Danny, you are still forty four and thirty five, but you went two and six. And then Justin won last week with three. Went three and five. He's Woo! at thirty two and forty seven. Three and still five. In, <laughs> still in last there place. So we're recording. We're recording a little later. So Thursday night football is already in progress, but. You guys all went Pats uh, minus six and a half. I went Falcons plus six and a half. So we got seven games 
left on this. Pats are up 3-0 at the end of the first quarter right now. All right. Colts at Bills, minus seven. Danny, what do you got? Are they I, circling? I chalk. Oh, oh, they're circling. I chalked up last week to not have these bad boys on when I didn't make the pick. So let me quickly get in the mode here. But you went three and as five. As the, the sharp week is back, the sharp is so back. As the sharp's back, the wagons are circling like crazy right now. The Bills are going to win. They're going to demolish the Colts. Colts haven't played anyone legit in two weeks. Wagons circling hard, baby. The Bills are going to win. The listeners went Colts plus seven. Justin, who are, are you agreeing with, the Danny or the listeners? I'm agreeing with the listeners. So good for Danny. Um, Colts plus seven. Bills defense is really good, but the Bills just as a team, you know, every, the NFL's wacky. NFL's been really, really wacky the last couple weeks. So um, maybe this is the get right week for the NFL and the good teams. But give me Colts plus seven. I'm going Bills minus seven. I feel like they want to come out and prove something. Packers at Vikings. Vikings plus one and a half. Listeners went Packers minus one and a half. And I did, I, this is an easy one for me. Aaron Rodgers owns that fraud Kirk Cousins. Um, and I am going Packers minus one and a half. Justin, who are you going? Vikings plus one and a half. Daniel. Hey, Rodgers got, well, got that turf toe injury or his toe injury, but he's still going to win. I don't care. Pa- Packers by a trillion. Washington at Carolina. Carolina oh. minus three and a half at home. We have this Cam Newton versus Ron Rivera. So you can you can say this is personal for both guys. Um, Cam, you know, came in, in in a little bit of relief last week in some special packages. Had two touchdowns on eight touches. The listeners are going Packers minus three and a half. Justin, who are you going? Listeners are going Panthers minus three and a half. Yep. Okay. You said Packers. No, um, I didn't. Nope. Okay. I'm gonna go Washington. That's one plus... of the most annoying things in the world is when you someone corrects, like you correct someone. <laughs> but how are you gonna tell me what I said? Because no, like, you I, weren't I just... really thinking; you were saying it fast, and I heard you say it. I didn't make it up. It's, I just always... wanted to be clear for transparency. No, reasons. I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying when other people, like, oh. like other people would be in my situation in there, and they would be like, "How are you gonna tell me what I said?" It's like because I heard it, dumbass, and you weren't thinking when you said it. <laughs> um. So yeah. Just, 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 a, just kind of like a, you know, what really grinds my gears segment. Who are you going with in this one, Justin? That was a, that was a very Larry David curb your enthusiasm type moment where you just. That's rant. a show I know I'd love, but I haven't watched. I, I, I started watching it this week, so uh, I, I, that was one of my bi week activities. Uh, Washington plus three and a half. I'm going Washington plus three and a half too, because I think if it, if it's, I think it's gonna be a close game. So if Washington loses, it'll be by three. Um, so Danny, you agreeing with me and Justin or the listeners? I can't, I, I have to rock with Cam Newton this week against his former coach. He's coming, but he's going to be so hyped. I just feel like Cam Newton, this offense is going to start clicking now that they have a more capable quarterback than Sam Darnold. True, but no one knows Cam Newton. Like Ron beyond knowing that does. scares me right now. Yeah. They, that's the thing. Like last week, Matt, Matt Ryan, Dan Quinn bowl, Dan Quinn, dominated that game and if there's anyone that knows cam newton better than cam newton like you said it is i'm also also not gonna sit here i'm also not gonna sit here and act like cam newton is a massive upgrade over this could be cold cold takes eventually no he's not he's not a good quarterback i'm not gonna act like cam newton like you watch him not counting the first three weeks and i guess before he got covid last year with the patriots you know i'm not gonna sit here and act like cam newton's a massive upgrade over sam Darnold. i'm not no you shouldn't Sam Donald's bad though, but he's bad. 
Yeah, Sam Darnold. Yeah. P.J. Walker is honestly an upgrade over Sam Darnold. P.J. Walker, you're an idiot, Matt Rule, for making P.J. Walker your backup Yeah, that, that's the thing. Yeah. Um, Matt Rule, by the way, who it was a big Matt Rule suck fest at the beginning of the season. And now it's kind of like he looks like a bad head coach right now. Like, like we talk about no vision and trying to winning while rebuilding. That's what the Panthers tried to do. Like, they're spo- they were supposed to be rebuilding, and then they go and sign Teddy Bridgewater, and then they trade a second-round pick and pick up the option on Sam Darnold. And now they're picking up this, like... Anyways. Bengals at uh, Raiders. Raiders plus one. Danny, who are you going? This game is really tough. Uh, obviously, the Giants beat the Raiders last week, but they did look terrible. Bengals are kind of on the down right now. I think this is... Both teams are kind of like not well, as hot yeah. as they were early yeah, in the season. Raiders had the whole uh, Henry Ruggs, the whole Damian Arnett situation. It's like, what's their mindset? I'm going to say that this is the Bengals get right week against the Raiders. Listeners agreed with you. Justin, who are you going? I'm going to agree with both of them. Um, I'm not not liking uh, what I'm seeing from the Raiders. I'm going Raiders, though. I just feel like they're going to win this game. They can't keep losing all these games in a row. So I'm going Raiders plus one. Cowboys at Chiefs minus two and a half. This is easy. I think Cowboys are going to win this game. I think it's everyone's back like, oh, the Chiefs are totally back. And I don't think they are. I think a team like the Cowboys is kind of going to expose them a little bit. And, you know, the Cowboys' weakness right now is Tyron Smith is out. I don't know if he's out this week, but he's been out the past couple weeks. Well, the Chiefs' pass rush sucks, so they'll be able to operate offensively like they want to. I'm going Cowboys plus two and a half. I think it's... I think there's going to be a lot of anti-Chiefs takes that come back after this game. Yeah, They shouldn't. I mean, Cowboys are a really, really good team. Um, Chiefs defense, they allow 15 to 19-yard plays, one of the highest rates in the National Football League. And Dallas, they don't really produce the plays of 20-plus yards, but you know, they're very, very good at moving the chains and throwing the ball kind of maybe near the chains, close to the chains, um, and getting those kind of intermediate gains. So give me Cowboys plus 2.5. Uh, Mac Jones to Nelson Aguilar. Patriots up 10-0. And then Pats go. All right. Listeners also went Cowboys, which I The listeners, I feel like, pick with the heart a little more, so I was actually surprised. Oh, Talzino is representing the listeners, by the way, this week. Smart dude. Who are you going? Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs look good against the Raiders last week, but that's the Raiders. These are the Cow- Cowboys, who are quite good. I'm going to have to go to Cowboys as well. Dak Prescott's playing at a great level right now, and he could easily take advantage of the Steve Spagnuolo defense. People would also say, though, like the Cowboys, they do this all the time. They start out super hot and then get kind of figured out, so we'll see. Um, Like, I guarantee we're going to get a comment saying that. and Maybe we won't get it because I just called that comment out, but it is what it is. Cardinals at Seahawks plus two and a half. I'm, I'm guessing Kyler's coming back. Seahawks coming off of a shutout. Um, Justin, who do you got in this one? Hmm. Kyler Murray limited at practice. Hmm. Three practices in a row he's been limited. I'm going to say that he's coming back since I think he was somewhat close to coming back last week. Give me the Cardinals. Um, I hate the Seahawks this year. I just, I just I, I flat out hate them. So, give me the Cardinals. I'm going Seahawks just because, like, Russell Wilson just got shut out. Like, he, come on, Russ, w- win this game. So, I'm going Seahawks. Danny, who do you got? Car- uh, Cardinals only lost last week because Cole McCoy got hurt. Only reason, don't look at the box score when he was playing. Impossible. Don't look at that. Kyler plays, they win. If Cole plays, they win. Uh, the Cardinals are going to win because the Seahawks are just not good right now. Cole McCoy versus Seahawks. He owns them. 
That is true. Oh, God. That's just, oh, if he plays, it's over for them. Listeners agreed with you guys, so it's me versus all of you guys. Pretty sure Pete Carroll had another quote this week saying that they need to run the ball more, so. But I feel like people got to stop taking Pete Carroll quote serious. I think Pete Carroll kind of lies to the media a lot. Um, Because, like, they don't run the ball a lot. Like, I've never seen a Seahawks game since, like, Marshawn Lynch where they ran the ball a lot. Steelers at Chargers. This is the only game I didn't have my pick written down. Chargers minus six. The listeners went Steelers plus six. Danny, who do you got? This this game, in the beginning of the year, it would have easily been Chargers, in my opinion. But now it's changed. The Chargers are definitely on the downward slope. Justin, there, there was a good article they put out on PFF. I hate calling them out, but like you should read it. It's very analytical about like what the Chargers are, how they're letting down Justin Herbert and his ability to attack downfield. I feel like you would like it. Uh, did, I will did go. It talk with, about, uh, did it talk about early down stuff? Is that still a problem for them? I believe it did. I don't. I can't say I was certain, but they yeah. talked about like average for target, all that fun stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I'm gonna go with the Steelers plus six. I think they're gonna at least keep it close. The Steelers are. Oh, is TJ Watt playing? Oh no. Got to make a last second decision. Uh, you already. S- I already wrote it down. Oh, it's down. It's locked in. It's down. It's down. Listeners want Steelers plus six. I'm going Chargers minus six. Justin, who are you going? Yeah, I'm going. I, I think the Chargers are going to win, but that's a huge line. So Steelers plus six. All right, Danny, what is your score prediction for Monday Night Football Giants at Bucks? The Giants, obviously, they're they're two and six. They're nothing special right now. They're, that's not true. They're three and six. They beat the Saints, the Panthers, and the the Raiders. That's smart on me. Uh, I I truly believe they could beat the Bucks. It, it's a problem. The Bucks are obviously on the having a bad few games. And Tom Brady's mad, but this just feels like a game the Giants can win. Go f- be four and six, be right there in the middle of that wild card race. The Giants are gonna win it. I think they will. I'm, I'm gonna I'm even gonna go even more crazy. The Giants are gonna break thirty points this week. Wow, I'm saying. that that's my prediction. Whoa. The Giants will break thirty points. The Giants will win thirty three to twenty four. Justin, make your pick. I want the Giants to win badly. I also think that they can win as well. But me predicting them to lose today does not disrupt the journey to 9-8. and eight. Buccaneers 26, Giants 20. You know what it is. Third year in a row, Daniel Jones versus Tom Brady on primetime football. Third year in a row. Third year in a row he played the Bucks. Some ups and downs in those games. 0-7 on prime t- in prime time. It's a kind of a dumb storyline, but it is what it is. I will always go into a game when Tom Brady is the opposing quarterback feeling confident. I felt confident the morning of Super Bowl 42. I felt confident the morning of Super Bowl 46. Hell, I felt confident on Thursday Night Football two years ago with the team banged up. It's just something about his plastic surgery face that makes me a confident man. Monday Night Football, coming out party. Daniel Jones, you haven't won on primetime? Well, let's win on primetime. In Tampa, in Raymond James Stadium, with me there. Giants, listen, here's another stat. The Giants are undefeated with me in attendance. Some type of record is going to be broken this week. And it's going to be that stupid-ass primetime stat. Giants 77, Bucks 0, fuck the world, fuck the Bucks, let's go Big Blue.